0: A couple hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover. Tell me you're an in investigator, more or less. Today, because if you're a cursed thingy, you can't sleep with anyone. i I'm team, team, your boss. Or else
1: you might feel a moment of true happiness. You got already an addiction to a brooding part of life. Lose your soul. Except
0: for the of that where
1: I was nearly tortured to death. Becoming bolt again. You're a demon hunter. Road demon hunter. And kill
0: everyone. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Thanks, Cornelia. I always appreciate your respect. Hello! Oh no, I got beer on my computer. Uh <sighs> oh no, we're all gonna do, die. Do not do not ruin the podcast this early in the recording, please. I'm electrocuting the fish that live in my computer. Computer fish, the electrical, beer fish. I am
1: pulling a pseudo-Josh this episode. I have two beverages.
0: Yeah, definitely only a pseudo-Josh. Yeah,
1: I mean, you're sitting over there with four. Lightweight. (laughs) Christ. Welcome to Ale with Angel. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. And today we are reviewing Season 2,
0: Episode 11, Redefinition. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Is that an actual word?
0: I believe it is. It's not just some weedon esque bullshit. Right. Look at all our Buffy speak. (laughs) We're going to redefinition some things. No, I think it's a real word. That's good. That's Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. So, today on Bad Wine Tasting with Bad Wine, (laughs) I have the worst of the bad wine ever. It's called Francia. It came in a box. That Rex found somewhere in a room for free. It was
1: left by a guest at my work. I, work, I now work in like a, a bed and breakfast doing maintenance and turnovers and such. It was left. It was free.
0: It, at least it's free. It's technically a Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> I'm just going to see if I can take a sip without vomiting real quick. Huh. You know what? It's a better than I was expecting. Cuz I could smell it coming out of the box. I've had vinaigrette that tasted more like wine than I thought that was going to taste like. <laughs> <laughs> but this is okay. So your review of that wine is not a vinaigrette. This tastes like Cabernet Sauvignon, like Trick's cereal tastes like a banana. <laughs> And that's all I have to say about that. Well, while Rex lets the cat out, or in, I'm not sure. I wasn't paying attention. I'm quite tired today. Hopefully, I can get to god-tier Loopy by the end of this.
1: We can only hope. If for no other reason than we need as much entertainment as we can get.
0: Yes, help me, (laughs) Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. Well, shit. To hell with order and decency or something. I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and read a couple of updates that we have on our iTunes reviews. We don't have new iTunes reviews, but we have people that just love us so goddamn much that they figured out how to navigate their way back to their old reviews to update it. Yeah. Just to give us a happy little message. So we're going to share that with you guys right here, right now. First one is from brainer 888 i don't think we read this update on the podcast yet so uh you know if we did i'm not sorry and i'm gonna read it again he says (laughs) he she says uh he she they i don't know says i love these guys The show went dark during lockdown. I thought the dream was over. Now I'm caught up and really enjoying the Ale with Angel content. The show is similar to other nostalgic rewatch shows like The Greatest Generation or Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Uh, Rex and Josh do a great job of taking you through each episode without getting slow or boring. If you're familiar with the Buffyverse, you don't even need to watch the show because they explain the scenes and content so well. And they will call out bad behavior when they see it. Looking at you, nice guys, Ander, dot, dot, dot update this the new content josh and rex take surprise sabbaticals about once a year but i'm so happy when they come back that i don't care it's like when i go to work and my puppy is 100 percent certain that i'm dead and not coming back (laughs) but then i do and she goes bonkers with joy welcome back well thank you brainer 888 we're glad that we can make you go bonkers with joy yes I'm glad Bonkers is a real word and not just a shitty board game that they came up with back in the 90s. It
1: was also a 90s cartoon. Oh,
0: neat. Yeah, it wasn't good. (laughs) I'm not surprised. (laughs) So the other one that got updated was entitled Ultimate Buffy Cast by Smashed Snail, one of our biggest fans, or at least I always notice when you like our posts every time we release an episode on Twitter. And Smash Snail says, uh, updating to say that I'm still listening and also loving Ale with Angel. Both shows were big for me growing up. I missed the podcast during your break. I hope you guys are recharged and loving making it again. Uh, and I think that's all the new stuff. Before they said, listen to all the available episodes in the last week. I appreciate the level of detail you give each episode. Each time a scene is discussed, I can see it in my head. A similar theme, anybody noticing yeah, here? Yeah. Maybe I've seen Buffy too many times... Yeah. I still own all the season box sets, even the first. Thanks for the hours of entertainment, signed Angela. You're welcome, Angela. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could count that as a second entry into our drawing for the grand prize of a hoodie for a review drive. But alas. Yeah. One per customer.
1: Yep. Speaking of. Yeah. Uh, Someone needs to get on getting
0: in touch with us if they want their hoodie. And we think their name is Callie. Yeah. Spelled K A L I. And their username was Redfish Bluefish. We announced them about a month ago as the winner of the review drive. Yep. But we haven't heard anything, or at least we haven't noticed anything. Mm, we should maybe scour our emails. Yeah, we'll
1: we'll, we'll double check things and uh, make sure we haven't gotten a response. Because, hey, Callie. I really hope you're hearing this because you have till. March 5th, to get in touch with us.
0: Yeah, we did the the date math.
1: Yeah, March 5th, before we draw a new name. Yeah. So, if you're playing along, that means uh, March 14th, the episode that will release March 14th, will be the new name we draw, or announcing that
0: Callie got back to us and uh, got their hoodie. You've been warned! Hey, you know what else, guys? You get a free sticker if you gave us a review. All you have to do is contact us and hey, say, hey, fuckers, I want my free sticker. Yeah. And we'll go, hey, fuck you. But what's your address so we can send you a free sticker? And we actually just recently sent one of those out. We did. You're welcome, Paul Dalheimer.
1: Uh, we should make sure that was delivered.
0: Hey, you want to go ahead and uh, and read their address live on the air for everybody? Uh, no. No, I don't. See, because we respect personal information, you're welcome again. All right, man, we were just burning right through business. Yes. Were you taking notes on that? Uh, no. Me either. What, was I supposed to? I don't know. I thought I was supposed to. No, whoop, we take notes on the
1: show, not this. uh, Now, on to the, the normal business, we have a list of executive doodle-doos that we must read off. It is our self-sworn obligation. Well, fuck a doodle-do, Rex. Yes. Those executive doodle-doos are Taylor Jordan Guy, Cubby Seal... Mr. Tabalicious, Sandra Craig, Jay Sommer, Katherine Parkinson, Karen Moon, Chris V-Man, Patrick J. Fur, Scarlett Choi, Quotable Heaps, Andy Burgess, K. Nome, Father DeFinastrato, Matthew DeBurr, Kelly McAdams, Jesse Rain, and
0: Carrie Phillips. Thank you so much. Without you, this show literally is not possible. Hot damn, we are just being so fucking productive today, I can't even stand it. Yeah. Yeah, look at all that business we just took care of. We should run this country, Rex. Uh, no. I think we'd do a better job than some of the people that are.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, drive ourselves into an early grave.
0: Yeah, we're headed there anyway. I don't want that stress. I don't see what the problem is.
1: I would rather go live off in the mountains as a hermit. You should do that. I kind of hope to.
0: I'll come visit on Christmas. Okay. But only Christmas.
1: Well, Christmas might not work. There'll be snow. Maybe it's Halloween
0: nuts. too. And sure. I'll just come live in a tree. Just throw some peanuts at me occasionally. Are I, you a squirrel now? I am going to wear a squirrel costume. Okay.
1: As long as you wear the squirrel costume, because otherwise what's the point?
0: And it's going to be a squirrel costume made out of real squirrels. Oh.
1: Oh, that that's just wrong.
0: <laughs> That's just rude. (laughs) How can you disrespect the squirrels like that? Yeah, seriously. That's just
1: mean. Anyway, we need to get on with the show, and we have one more
0: task on our list. I don't know what it is. What do you recommend, Rex? A mom synopsis. Oh, my least and most favorite. Joshua! What are you doing, Joshua? Wandering. Cold and alone. Just a lonely, cold, dark, lonely, <sighs> loner, lone wolf type. That's me. Get a hold of yourself, Joshua. Have you tried having a montage? That might help you get out of your funk. <laughs> you see, the thing about montages, Mother, is that they don't really solve anything. They just soak up a minute or two of screen time And sometimes they indicate the passage of time. Well, I could go for some passage of time. I don't know about you, but that's my favorite flavor of ice cream. Lactose, my worst enemy and best friend. (laughs) It abandoned me long ago, Mother. I told you I'm a lonely loner. (laughs) Wait the fuck up. Hold a second. What fucking hipster hellscape is this that you're getting ice cream named Passage of Time? And what the hell else do they have? (laughs) They also have Nobody Loves Me Neapolitan. And You Don't Understand What I'm Going Through, Rocky Road. And my personal favorite, Why Don't You Just Eat Me? (laughs) What flavor is that one? Vanilla. What are you, stupid? Oh. Wait. Stupid. Hold on. That reminds me of something. Oh, right. This episode of Angel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, Joshua. Oh, my goodness. Is Angel smoking in this episode? That's going to ruin his pretty face. Why would he do that? And why is everybody arguing and angry and sad about Angel being gone? He's right there. Well, as usual, if you'd been paying any attention, you'd know the answers to all of those questions. (laughs) For instance, the episode starts right after Angel fired Wesley, Cordelia, and Gunn, and they all go their separate ways while Angel trains and prepares, presumably, for fighting Darla and Drew. But the Scoobies, Sans Angel of course, all happenstanceically meet up at Caritas for a night of drunken soul-searching and a little precognitive-driven demon-hunting. Angel tracks Drew and Darla as they attempt to recruit a small gang of real go-getter demons that want to hardcore get their rocks off on pain, death, and widespread destruction. Angel catches up to this plan by killing all of their would-be recruits and setting a little trap for Darla and Drew while he's at it. It doesn't kill them, but boy does it sting! Meanwhile, Lindsay and Lila fret and squabble amongst themselves over who's going down over the whole massacre debacle. Turns out... Neither of them, not yet anyway, and instead they both get promoted together. Wesley and crew decide to continue operating Angel Investigations with or without Angel, and Angel decides that's just plain dandy, because he's got bigger fish to fry. The end. Yeah? Woo! Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures, as soon as the sun goes down.
1: gave me an idea. Cool. I think I know what we can call them. Who? The angel side of the sidekicks. Because Buffy has the Scoobies. Yeah. I just don't really feel calling this group Scoobies. Okay. Especially given that now they're one third, no association whatsoever with Buffy. Yeah. How about the Krubies? Because they're Angel's crew.
0: Hmm. And they're kind of the B crew. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're uh, no Scoobies. Yeah, they're not. That's for sure. All right, uh, I'm seventy five percent in. Seventy five percent. I'm not all in, but Damn. I'll I'll go with it. The Crewbies.
1: Give it a try. Try it on. You know, see how it fits. See how it moves. You know, take a take a walk with it. See see how you feel.
0: Give it a dry hump. Yeah. Do some inappropriate things. Exactly. See how I it mean, responds.
1: Like, come on, Josh. If if you if you don't be overly inappropriate with it, how are you going to know it's not going to work?
0: How will I know who my real friends are? Yeah, I won't. I just won't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the crewbies are clearing out. Just walking out of the out of the hotel. They've been fired. Picked up right where they left off. Sad Krubies are sad. Yep. Uh, pretty much the breakdown is Wesley tries to stay calm, Cordelia's super upset, and
0: Gun is just taking it in stride. He's just going to get himself a goddamn burrito. And yeah. you know what? I had a goddamn burrito just a couple hours ago, and I approve this message. Uh, it's been a while since I've had a burrito. Well, stop it. I should get on that. Yeah. Why don't you order one right now? Uh, I can't afford it. <laughs> That's the worst excuse. I mean... Not really. Do you know how many burritos Jeff Bezos could buy right now? Yeah, way too many. And? I can't. So get on it. I'm not Jeff Bezos. (sighs) Then you never will be. Uh, No, I won't, because I'm not evil. I'm glad we agree on something.
1: (laughs) At least the not being Jeff Bezos part. So the funniest line we got that I felt, not really a quote of the day, almost an honorable mention, it made me chuckle out of the gate, Mm. was gun says, No skin off my nose. And Cordy responds with, Well,
0: my nose skin is angry. <laughs> I forget <laughs> about that. That that was that was all right. That was okay. It was cute. Yeah. It was cute. I'll allow it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I thought it was interesting that Gunn clarifies that this is just a side gig for him. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, maybe they're about to explain that he still has other shit to do and a bunch of people that he was taking care of or something. Well, eh, no. Those were some high hopes. Yep. Yep. No, they, they all reside in just letting Angel be alone, and they part ways. Even if they had tried to explain that, that wouldn't explain why he's always around now. Right. But uh, Wesley proposes maybe Angel just needs some alone time, and then they all slink away... In three respective directions, carrying nothing but a half full box of personal crap and a messenger bag each. As if they hadn't all moved into the fucking hotel to save an ass ton of money on rent. They really should have. What the fuck are they doing? Why in Christ's name wouldn't they do that? You can have as many rooms as you want. Yeah. Take a whole room just for storage. Have another room for an office. I mean, how many fucking floors is that goddamn place? You can have a whole goddamn floor. Exactly. Turn another room into your personal theater. Yeah. Turn another room into your personal library. Everybody gets their own personal library.
1: Honestly, I think they really, the writers really missed out on this fucking hotel. Yeah. They only show like a handful of fucking rooms and not the whole fucking hotel. And I just think it would be fucking hilarious if... It became a running gag where they have a room for it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well, we need to summon this type of demon. Oh, we got a room for that. Like, it's it's decked out and all we need.
0: And we know that they were filming in an actual hotel that wasn't being used. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't actually know that. Yeah. I thought it was just a set. Oh, maybe it was. I'd I mean, have to, I'd have to look Maybe that it is. Up maybe I fucking don't know. Well, I know they changed the setting to a hotel because they wanted space. Yes. I mean, that would be a fuck of a set. I I feel like, so don't quote me, but I want to say that was a real hotel. At least the lobby is. Yes. So I I bet the reason they didn't do that is because they didn't actually have access to all of the rooms. All right. That would defeat the entire purpose of filming in that wide open lobby. They wanted more space. They were too cramped in the previous office setting. Anyway, Josh. It's time to move
1: on to more dramatic things.
0: More dramatic? Yes. Um, how could it possibly get more dramatic, Rex?
1: Well, let me tell you. It's
0: broody up in here. Oh. (laughs) Oh, honey. (laughs) Don't get me started. I need some more Franzia for this. (laughs) That's how goddamn broody it is. It is. So Angel looks square into the camera and makes uncomfortably strong eye contact as he holds a box of nude drawings of Darla up to our faces and says, God damn it, Darla, don't you see how broody I am? (laughs) And then he throws the nudes into the fire. Yeah. This must be the old timey equivalent of deleting all the photos of your ex off of your phone. Yeah. Hmm. Which,
1: by the way. If you are in a relationship, you have nudes of that partner, and they break up with you, you delete them. You do not own those. They do not belong to you. That is revoking of consent. Just putting that
0: out there. I was going to say, at the very least, don't post them publicly. Well, yeah.
1: Okay, that too. Just, you know, my my mini PSA.
0: But also, this happened (laughs) before smartphones happened. Yeah. So, you know, you'd really have to go out of your way to take pictures. And he really had to go out of his way... To draw some nudes. Yeah. I think when it's a drawing, it's not quite the same. Whatever. Uh, it's it's still, still her likeness.
1: You know, this actually kind of gave me a little bit of a flashback, Josh. I don't know if you knew this about me, but I used to be an aspiring comic book artist.
0: Of course I knew that. And How could I not know that? I was setting it up for
1: the, the listeners.
0: Oh! There is a fourth wall for you. Yes. I didn't realize. Sometimes, Huh. Go on. Anyway, the point is,
1: is I used to... I used to draw a ton in high school, but I developed issues with my hands, tendonitis, and I have way more issues than that now. But
0: wow, this is some good backstory.
1: Yeah, and by the time I got to eleventh grade, I could, I couldn't really draw much anymore. My hand would cramp up, and I couldn't hold the pencil. And due to some other details going on in my life, it was a fucking travesty. And I had set my plan on being a being an artist, and then that was taken away from me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember very distinctly having a moment where I burned a stack of sketchbooks. Oh, well, for fuck's sake. Like a hundred of them that were full. Oh, my. And That's... that is why I don't really have any artwork from my teenage years. Because
0: you were so goddamn... Damn. Yeah. Broody. So I feel this. I do. Normally but your tangents aren't quite so on topic. Yeah. But that, you really brought that one around. I got my Adderall back. Ah. That yeah. helps. I think you also just happened to have a story that really fit the scenario yeah. as well. Yeah. So cool. But,
1: no, I, like, I really felt this dr- burning of the drawings. Yeah. You
0: know, it's an intense thing. Yeah. It's very
1: different than burning
0: photos. I I wouldn't have been able to bring myself to do it. I don't I don't like the the permanence of that. It's like you never get to see those again. Well, I guess you're just not that dramatic. I have been before and I've regretted it. And that's why I'm so scared to do it now. Oh, trust me. Cuz it's torture. I very strongly regret it's like, burning those sketchbooks. Aren't you tortured enough, Angel? You've got more than enough space. Just stick them in a filing cabinet. And forget about them for a Maybe while. Maybe
1: it's just a very elaborate way of planning what he does later in the episode.
0: Maybe he's casting. He's a burning spell.
1: effigies of Darla because he's gonna burn Darla later.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's
1: practice.
0: Don't spoil it. <laughs> you already did with the mom synopsis. Oh yeah, what are you gonna do? And my mom ruined that or it was me. Yeah. Anyway, this is a super overly dramatic scene. Yeah. Uh, hey uh, hate to break it to you everybody, the mom character it's me. I do the voice for that.
1: Yeah, I think they know.
0: I, I'd feel. I'm, I'm sorry. It's. Yeah. I'm, I bet it's like learning that Santa Claus doesn't <laughs> exist, or the Easter Bunny.
1: Anyway, let's get on with this episode opening credits.
0: Meow. Meow, meow, meow. All right, I'll. I'll spare you. I'll spare Thank you this you. time. Thank you. <laughs> if only you could have seen the look on uh. his face. <laughs> oh, that made it worth it. Meow, 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 I'm, sh- I'm... going <laughs> <laughs> to... Ah, ah, that landed right on my goddamn microphone. It's just a rag. Anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let it slide this time, but so- someday.
1: We, someday,
0: we continue... You're not we- going to see it coming, Rex. And then BAM!
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. We continue after the <laughs> opening credits with the broody, dramatic behavior. God damn it, Rex.
0: And I have a question for you, Josh. did there... you
1: see how broody Angel was? Yes. Oh, right. It's too
0: much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not too much. Uh, much too much.
1: Yes. And I have a question for you, Josh. Is there any fucking point whatsoever in a vampire
0: exercising? Zero, Like, there's so little point in a vampire exercising that I didn't write anything down about it. I'm pretty positive that they're
1: supposed to have, like, some sort of, like, beautiful repose or uh, some poetic thing that, like, their body doesn't change or age or grow. That's why Spike's hair never changes, because once he made it that way, it's that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, and now he has to wear that fucking leather coat the rest of his life because it's the only thing that really goes with that yeah. Mm. yeah you can't wear a suit and tie with that but
1: it it really is kind of a timeless look
0: it's it's fine with me yeah. i whatever
1: but anyway yeah like
0: why the fuck is he exercising i also i'm gonna spend the rest of the episode making fun of basically everything he's doing yes so
1: i have i wrote a thing about that We will get to that later. All
0: right. So, yeah, we're in Angel's basement. He's doing some pull-ups or something. It is, I dubbed it a dramatic voiceover training montage. Let's just say Angel's gone full broody. Oh,
1: you never go
0: full broody. You never go full broody. (laughs) I'm weak. I'm nothing. I've wasted so much time eating bonbons and shopping for masculine perfumes that I've forgotten how rock hard my abs can get when I flex and do a quick montage. I'm not ready to fight Drew and Darla right now, but maybe this afternoon, after I've had an assortment of fruit-flavored breakfast cereals. Silly rabbit, tricks are for killing things. <laughs> so, So I looked down at my
1: notes as you were doing that, and I I do not have good handwriting. <laughs> the last thing he says is, I can't fight now, not yet, but soon. But when I wrote it down, it looks like not yet, bat soon. Close and like, enough.
0: Yeah, Close that's kind of where he goes with this. Yeah. <laughs> bat shit. Bat. <laughs> yes. Bat crazy. <laughs> uh, don't mind if I do. Blip, 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 Okay. <laughs> but yeah, long story short. He's training to find Darla, presumably, I guess. I don't know. He's eating an assortment of fruit-flavored breakfast cereals. (laughs) That's what's important here.
1: I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to find the guy
0: that killed Tina, and I want to look him in the eye. Then what? Cut to Holland's wine cellar,
1: where it's full of the only good lawyers.
0: They're dead lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say, welcome to my wine cellar and final resting place. <laughs> That's the last we get to hear of Holland. Yeah. Oh, geez. Hey, look, Lindsay survived. Yeah. Much How to, about that. Much to his own shock. Oh, God. He like, I would not be okay. After what happened with him, because like he wakes up under bodies, under a pile of dead bodies. <laughs> this is just—he probably specifically crawled under the pile of dead bodies to hide himself. I don't think
1: he did because they talk later about he- him not knowing. Yeah, why they he's let
0: alive. him live on purpose or something. I don't know. The paramedic seems adamant that he should have a doctor look at him, <laughs> and Lindsay's like, "Shut up, peasant! No doctor can help me." To be fair, doctors are fucking useless, really. So (laughs) it's no wonder Lindsay doesn't really give a shit. He has a moment of would be relief, realizing that he's the only one left from Wolfram in heart. You can see the look on his face. He's like, I'm free. (laughs) I'm free.
1: (laughs) Oh, but you're not, Lindsay.
0: Fuck you. Milliseconds later, Lila's still alive. We got a live one. And he's like, We do? (laughs) Son of a. Bitch, I thought I killed all. Of, I mean, oh goody! <laughs> Anyone but her. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are the odds that bitch made a deal with the devil? I swear. Or you know, the producers of the show. Oh, what are you? Do? <laughs> She's a named character, of course. She was going to survive yeah. before the rest of the red shirts. It
1: would have been a really cool idea, actually, to have some like if you wanted to bring a new character in, but didn't want to like go through the work of setting them all up. You just bring some fucking random new person and make them one of the lawyers and pull them out. And then that's just the beginning of the fucking character. Hmm. That'd be that'd be a clever way to do it, I think.
0: I, I think that's just how you write new characters. Maybe. I I mean, that sounds legit. Let's go with that. Yes. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm really tired. <laughs> well, stop it. So, yeah, the universe definitely is not going to let Lindsay off the hook that fucking easy. Oh, God, no. Um, Lila miraculously survives of course she did she's a fucking demon <laughs> or at least if she's not she should be she's on track
1: maybe she's just fucking a demon
0: she's well on demon track here like if Ali- not Alice, if Willow almost called her Allison <laughs> Hannigan if Willow can get a goddamn demon offer I think Lila can get a demon offer an offer to be a demon if you will
1: or get a demon off
0: I that doesn't sound difficult
1: really I think it depends on the demon and I what think kind of appendages. They we could have.
0: all really just reach out into the air and make a schlick motion and probably <laughs> accidentally get eighteen demons off. I just I just jerked off like fifty <laughs> demons right now.
1: Oh, <laughs> I don't even God. want to imagine
0: how many demons are getting off on those wacky flailing inflatable tube arm men. Can you imagine if you could suddenly see ghosts? How many ghost
1: asses probably on you right now? <laughs> like, but like, if you were a ghost, wouldn't you just rub your butt against people?
0: All the time, right? Like, yeah. I mean. Absolutely. You do a
1: bunch of lewd shit to people it's, at random.
0: I'm learning a lot about you right now. <laughs> <laughs> not sure I like all of it.
1: Well, your absurdity is a bit low key. I have to make up the ground.
0: Ah, well, at least someone's pulling their weight around here. And I think it's the ghosts.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: wait they're weightless so they're always pulling their weight exactly <laughs> damn you you found my loophole and you you put things in it <laughs> let's not talk about what that doesn't seem like public necessary information <laughs> can we move on to the next scene now I'd love to uh, <laughs> cut to Wesley's apartment where, hey, for the last five episodes,
1: he's, in a, he's been in a committed relationship with Virginia. I completely forgot who the
0: fuck this person right. is <laughs> until they worked it into the dialogue. <laughs> so it's Virginia, the rich girl who Wesley yeah. had to pretend to be angel to protect. Um, Which the, was only five episodes ago. Yeah. It uh, seems like a lot longer than that. Because he was forcibly hired by her father, whose goons mistook him for Angel, but her father was the one actually trying to kill her. And I think her father's dead now. I don't remember. But uh, I did they? So you think they're in a committed relationship?
1: Yes. I I double-checked the wiki. They are.
0: Okay. See, I wasn't sure if they actually hooked up or if he's still just professionally her bodyguard. They live together. Okay, because they did establish... their apartment. I I remember them establishing the episode after that, that he was still being her bodyguard. Yep. Okay, but it is canonical that they are together and they live together. Yep. Neat. Good for them. I I thought maybe he was just like, well, I don't have a place to stay. Can I stay (laughs) with you? Even though you're my client, and that's highly unprofessional. No, it's even more unprofessional than that.
1: He's living with her. Ah! And... Boinking her on the regular, probably. Oh,
0: my. Go so, on. Oh yeah. I didn't uh, say I was, stop.
1: I wasn't going to go into more detail than that.
0: Psh, tell this me, isn't that kind of podcast. Tell me more about ghost asses, Rex. I, I got nothing. Ghost your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, what, I, I you love really that they brought her back. You know what really sucks about being uh, Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense? The Sixth Sense yeah. is... He's dead? He didn't just find out that he's dead... He found out he was dead and he was still going to work that whole time. Right? Man, that sucks. Yeah. What, what are you a gonna hell do in afterlife?
1: <laughs> Maybe we're all dead.
0: Oh, okay. Let's not go there.
1: <laughs> um sorry. Sorry. I think Angel's broodiness is wearing off on
0: me a little. Welcome to the seventh circle of hell. <laughs> <laughs> Und heaven. Whichever you prefer. <laughs> because bad is good, yeah? Yes. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Anyway, I love that they brought her back. I love having return characters
0: that were small bit characters. Yeah, good for them. I'm, I'm glad they worked that in, too. That was pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she thinks uh, Wesley's going to find another job. No problem. Yeah. Wesley seems less confident than her.
1: I had an honorable mention quote here. It felt so good. It was such a heartwarming quote. Because Virginia says to Wesley, you're a renowned specialist in supernatural aid and rescue. And Wesley responds with, no, I'm just... realizes what she says. Renowned? (laughs) With a question. And her lines are few, but man, the look on her face when she replies with, well, to me you are. You saved my life. That woman has got it for him. Oh yeah. Like it's one it's one scene, one line, but damn.
0: Well, he made a hell of an impression on her.
1: He did, in fact.
0: But not only was he protecting her, he was pretending to be something that he was not, that was actually much more powerful than he is, but he still did it effectively. Alright, he was he did an impressive thing. Yeah. She should be impressed by him.
1: But yeah, Wesley's a little worried that he's uh, kind of lacking a diversity of skills. Eh, he'll be fine.
0: Yeah. I'm sure he'll be fine as yeah, well. For
1: fuck's sake, he could get a job as like a
0: regular fucking private detective. He could walk into any accountant agency and just own the place. <laughs> probably. I don't know. It's something banal like that. <laughs> uh, I hope I'm using that word right. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go yeah. with yeah, probably. You're fine. you're fine. Yeah. You're def- fine. Definitely. You're fine. Def definitely fine definitely
1: on to another dramatic scene
0: cut to angel's basement no not his badonkadonk type of basement but his literal hole in the ground underneath the hotel that he owns hey josh yes i wrote a thing oh
1: dear are you ready for this
0: no (laughs) i can't wait to hear your thing rex in a world of monsters and demons there is
1: only one man who stands between us and the apocalypse well there's also a woman who also does the same thing but she's not in la nor is she a vampire so it doesn't matter for the purposes of this trailer anyway yeah there's one man in la who's a vampire who stands between us and total destruction at the hands of lawyers evil lawyers In broody and dramatic lighting, he stands alone because he fired all of his hired help. Wait, what? (laughs) He fired all of his help because he feels he can do better alone? But in the other scene, he was talking about how he's not strong enough, but now he is? What, he's been working out for like a day? And he's a vampire, isn't he? Like, supernaturally suspended repose or something like that? Would working out matter? Come on, this makes no sense. Can I speak to the writer here, guys? This really doesn't sound like a hell of a thought-through story. What the fuck?
0: (laughs) I mean, that's like his stomach blood on the ground back there. Is that even possible? <laughs> oh my god!
1: This whole fucking scene is so over the top dramatic that it just it it hit that honest trailer twinge in my head, and I'm like, I have to fucking write this. All shit. Right, well, well, guess guess
0: what time it is, Rex? It's time for dueling bad voiceovers. <laughs> <laughs> You, you also wrote a thing? You, you hit the nail on the head. Broody voiceover time continues here. I don't like fighting things from a distance. That's what cowards do. And Wolfram and Hart are cowards. I like to punch them in the pectoral majoris, then stab them in the stomach with my sword up close, and then make them feel bad about it while they recover slowly in the hospital. And then, on the day they're supposed to be released, I sneak in through their window and I stab them in the throat while I make them watch bad sitcoms on the TV behind me. Because there are no good sitcoms. (coughs) everybody loves raymond more like everybody loves somebody to stab in the throat at the hospital after recovering from a brutal beating that is not at all a ranged attack soon though i'm, I'm going to get him i'm i'm coming to get him through the sewers with my sword and my abs i'm going to i'm going to get him
1: There's got to be something particularly special about a scene that it strikes that note in both of us that we just had to write something.
0: Today on with Angel, vote on your favorite bad voiceover. (laughs) Who won today's bad voiceover battle off? (laughs) Rex or Josh? The winner gets a a free sticker. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) We know how much you all love free stickers. Yeah. (laughs) So much so that I'm not terribly worried about it. (laughs)
1: nothing so lovely as dreams everything's in them everything hidden open those chambers and you can truly understand someone and control them anyway yeah voiceover training dramatic leaving going through the sewers that's the whole scene
0: yep us <laughs> A few hours of training. Yeah. Hardcore training.
1: Like nothing else going on in this episode indicates that it was more like than a day. Yeah. Like uh I'm ready. <laughs> like
0: what? <laughs> I've got moves. Now I just need to know what their moves are. And the motherfucker yeah. abandons his coat. Wait, was this wasn't that didn't happen yet, did it? No, that didn't happen. Okay. Yet. That's never later. Never mind. Pretend you didn't hear that, everybody. I'm just gonna drink some more Francia, <laughs> uh,
1: and then we head back to Wolfram and Hart, where there's some fun evil banter going on between Lila and Lindsay. Dog a sheep, snort, snort. You know, you can always rely on these two for fun evil banter. Yeah, strong murderous subtext. That's what you want in an honest work relationship. Murderous subtext. That's what I look for. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Darla practices her stand-up routine on Lindsay and Lila. Yeah, Lindsay's like, why'd you spare me, Darla? And Darla's like, do you really have to ask? I'm in love with you. (laughs) She laughs, Drew laughs, Lila laughs. Shut up, Lila! I'd say it was well-received, but I guess Darla's not really the type to crave validation from lawyers. I have a quote of the day. A quote of the day? Yes. That's a thing we do. And it's from one of our favorites, Drew. Ooh, she's a as, character on the show. Yeah,
1: as Lindsay and Lila enter uh, Lindsay's office and find Drew and Darla there, uh, Drew says he's got cow eyes, big and
0: black, moo, moo. but <laughs> she delivers a perfectly evil moo. She manages to moo, yeah. not only in a British accent, but also evil and crazy. Yeah.
1: Like, that is... That is a moo to send shivers down your spine, my friend. That
0: is singularly impressive.
1: It really is. She's so good at the crazy.
0: Yeah. This moment really reminded me of a joke. It's more of a meme, really, but shut up. (laughs) It says, My wife asked me why I carry a gun in the house. I looked her in the eye and said, Decepticons. She laughed. I laughed. The toaster laughed. I shot the toaster. It was a good time. (laughs) Uh, I forget why it reminded me of that joke. Oh, because they all laughed and she told Lila to shut up. That's why. That's all. No, so basically...
1: Ah, Decepticons. Basically, the rest of this scene is Darla explaining that they spared these two because they think that Wolferman Hart is going to kill one of them as the scapegoat and they will get to keep the other as a plaything and a uh, sort of evil liaison with the lawyers. Yeah, sort of,
0: or completely, literally in every way. Yeah. Because Darla wants power. She intends to use the Gerba Thump Thump's resources to acquire it because they have money and connections and etc. And, uh, you know, she'll get around to killing Angel eventually, but uh, God damn it, not everything's about Angel. Yeah. Even when it is about Angel. Maybe you could all just stop bringing it up all the damn time. Seriously. I mean, it's... This is, <laughs> this is all patently false, of course, in this universe. Uh, it quite literally and figuratively revolves entirely around Angel. Yes. Everything.
1: Quite literally.
0: Yeah. Despite Lila and Lindsay's concerns that the senior partners are going to execute them, Darla seems confident at least one of them will be rewarded for their ruthless initiative. And from there we go to the sewer. A sewer. A sewer where Angel is uh, laying in wait to ambush some other vampires. He's hanging out on some pipes, thinking to himself, having another bad voiceover. Yeah. Well, it took a few more minutes than I expected. (laughs) But I'm definitely able to take out a gaggling lot of dipshit vampires. Which... I could do that before, but, you know, never so hot, so chic, so goddamned broody. I'm so super fucking broody. Oh, my God, you guys, this is great. Ah, fuck this coat. I don't need it. I'm too sexy for this coat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he kills a bunch of vampires.
1: Yeah. He he outright Batman's a bunch of vampires.
0: Yep. Just because they existed, what an yeah. asshole!
1: I mean, they're vampires. They're evil. They killed people. They
0: sounded like douchebags. Yeah, I'm just being dr- judgy.
1: And then he does the thing he does the most in this episode. He dramatically leaves the scene.
0: I was going to say ditches coats. I mean, that was he does like that his. Once. That was like his signature coat. Why yeah. is he ditching his coat? He also left the sword behind. Like, yeah, aren't you gonna need that. Might need that. You think? God, it's like your favorite sword, bro. And your favorite coat. Who wrote yeah. this? We could we could easily look it up. We could wiki wanna. that, but I'm not gonna. We have better places to be. You know who else can wiki that? Literally anybody. Yes. Yeah. Because the
1: internet is a thing.
0: Yeah. I'm not gonna do it. This is a standoff. <laughs> we have more important places to be, Josh. Alexa, who wrote this episode of Angel?
1: Don't say that on a fucking recording. You're going to activate someone's Alexa.
0: That's the idea. You're going
1: to make it like buy them toilet paper or something.
0: (laughs) Then they should have had it voice protected. (laughs) Wait, what's the name of this episode? Um, Redefined. Redefined.
1: Or redefinition or some shit like
0: that. Alexa, who wrote the episode of Angel entitled Redefinition? (laughs) Hey, Google, who wrote... You're going to make my phone do shit. (laughs) No, that's why I specifically Maybe you should have had your fucking phone voice protected, bitch That's why I specifically (laughs) didn't say that (laughs) (laughs) Bastard
1: (laughs) Hey Google, who wrote this episode of Angel? According to Wikipedia, Whedon wrote and directed one episode throughout the season The series premiere, City of Due to Him working on two shows at once Well, we know it wasn't him then Yep, wasn't Whedon (laughs) Not surprised. He's a douchebag, but he's a better writer than this. Yeah. Anyway, as I keep trying to go into my fucking segue
0: into the next one, we have better places to be, Josh. We do, in fact. Where Where would that be, Rex? That would be... Caritas! Caritas! Ha <laughs> I played you. I knew all along. Yes. uh ha. Yes. See, we said it together the same way that we say De bronze" yes. on Beer with Buffy. It's
1: almost like we're doing a, sh- a show. That we've practiced a
0: lot. Shh, don't tell them.
1: <laughs> nope, we arrive at Caritas and Lorne is singing. Singing a song. I didn't write down what song he was actually singing.
0: It's it's that one song that the old lady sings on Mrs. Doubtfire on the piano while she's babysitting the kids. Oh, fuck, I haven't seen that in a long it's time. It's also in Moulin Rouge... Now voulez-vous coucher avec moi? C'est quoi? Well, however that song goes. The thing
1: you do not say if you're actually in France.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I hope there's no French people listening to this. And then,
1: you know, Wesley happens to be there, and he he orders what I would lo- I will now call a non-nummy Bloody Mary. <laughs> he orders a nummy num. A non-nummy. Hold hold the nummy. Yeah, hold a Bloody Mary hold the nummy. (laughs) Because it it ain't got no real blood in it.
0: But Wesley, I thought that was your favorite thing, was nummy nummy blood blood. (laughs) You're so inconsistent, Wesley.
1: I think it would have been very appropriate if they had, you know, gave a little bit stronger of a callback to that line, given that, like... Virginia's also in this episode.
0: Well, they left it for us, Rex. You know, and I can I can be okay with that. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, he is the worst kind of vampire. He's the fake kind. <laughs> what an asshole. The not
1: vampire vampire?
0: Yes. I know a couple of those.
1: <laughs> well, rephrasal, I should say I knew a couple in, like, high school or some shit.
0: Am I one of them? No.
1: Have you ever actually legitimately f- thought you were a vampire? Or mm. pretended to be? be a real vampire no yeah i thought about it i actually know a couple of people who like i don't know if they thought they were vampires or just were pretending to think they were vampires
0: that seems much more likely Uh, either way uh, it's super twatty yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's fun if you're like yeah 13 12 7 even
1: anyway uh Wesley's doing what I would do in this situation, which is trying to psych himself up for having to do karaoke.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: I, I would be in the same boat like, oh crap, I need to do this to like
0: figure out what I'm supposed to do, but I don't want to sing in front of people. God damn it. See, that's that's foreign to me, especially because he's there to do it for a utilitarian reason. He's not there for the emotional, social validation of singing in front of people. Right. So uh, who even gives a flying garbage fuck what anybody thinks? He could do what Angel did. Go up there, sing two lines, and be like, all right, now make with the goddamn fortune telling. (laughs) And let's save everybody from this hideous, hideous show. (laughs) Yes.
1: No, but as he's about to psych himself up, he, uh, hey, sees Cordy who's here for the exact same reason.
0: And they pull the old, "Hey, what are you doing here?" Me, "What are you doing here, Gag?" And they're both there to sing and have their destinies read by Lorne, still only known as the host. Yes. And they act like it's the most embarrassing thing. And then enter Gun. Oh look, Gun's he, there too. He was just being macho.
1: Yeah. He's but- got no other job. <laughs> No
0: people. They all moved on. They probably just... They probably replaced him.
1: Like, hey, you're you are always busy yeah, doing they, other things for money. Fuck they, you.
0: They found a new leader. And it was one of the other people that was also... Wow, I got nothing. <laughs> so, So they call him out on this whole side gig story. And yeah. rather than being concerned with what in the fuck happened to his entire goddamn village worth of people that he was taking care of... Wesley's more interested in what goddamn song he's going to sing. And obviously because Wesley's white, he Anguish. wouldn't have a clue what song it was anyway. And that's fair. It's it's correct and yes. funny. Yeah. Um ha, they went there. Anyway, they all agree that they're pathetic and Angel's a douche, and Cordy sarcastically hopes that he's happy in his demon world not having anybody to talk to. I can hold a note for a long time. (laughs) Actually, I can hold a note forever. But eventually, that's just noise. It's the change we're listening for.
1: The note coming after and the one after that.
0: That's what makes it music.
1: Cut to Angel having what looks to be a good time. And somebody to
0: talk to. Yeah. Weird. Well, you know. You always have someone to talk to if you're torturing them. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that they did this really original joke thing where they say one thing and then the opposite of it happens at a smash cut immediately. We've never seen that technique in this show before. I never fucking
1: realized how goddamn much they rely on that. Every
0: fucking episode. They do it at least once, if not twice. If not twice. You know, it didn't. It really wasn't starting to bother me until it started to bother you. So I blame you. Yeah, that that tracks. <laughs> That's usually how it fucking works. Um, but yeah, he's he's having a grand old time dipping this guy into the sewer water. We uh, know this guy. We we have seen him before in a different episode, I believe. He's,
1: he's Merle. He's usually at Caritas. Merle. He's an information broker. Oh, uh, okay. And, you know, rather than paying for information, I think uh, Angel thinks he can get a discount.
0: He's paying for it with ultimate swirlies. (laughs) Don't like having your head dipped in toilet water? How about a river of raw sewage? Yeah, nice clean toilet bowl water sounding pretty good now, isn't it, you sick fuck?
1: I mean, Angel, come on, man. You can't swirly someone who doesn't have hair.
0: You don't have to have. Oh, is that why they call yeah. it a swirly? Because it swirls your hair. Yes, I I thought it was just because the water swirls. So what about it your hair? It swirls your hair. So that's why it's a swirly. Okay, but I thought it was about sticking somebody's head in toilet water. No, it's about sticking their hair in toilet water. Uh, okay, I'll take your word for it. I've never heard that personally. It's well, just I've, about. Have
1: you ever been swirled? No. Okay, then. Luckily. I think I'm the
0: expert here. (laughs) I'll give you that. (laughs) Anyway, so this guy, Merle, he gives it up that Drew and Darla are trying to assemble some kind of crew. Yep. And the only place they haven't been to yet is that little bar and bite club on La Cienga in Washington. So Angel leaves him hanging, literally, with no great Dane to make up for how much he sounds like shaggy <laughs> <laughs> And not even a giant sandwich. It'd be difficult to eat a giant sandwich hanging upside down though. And I wouldn't want to eat it you know until I had a shower after yeah. that
1: or at least wash your hands. At
0: least wash your hands definitely. Yeah. Any amount of ingesting sewer water just you're gonna have a bad time call yeah. I.
1: I mean he probably already has those diseases being dunked in the shit, literally.
0: Like you guys, I totally have dysentery.
1: <laughs> uh cut to an underground
0: demon fighting ring. No, we
1: can't talk about this. We should just move on to the next scene. Oh. Rule number 1 and 2, we th- can't talk about
0: Demon say, Fight that, Club. Is that rule number 2 or it's, is it rule, rule number, number, number 1
1: and rule number 2?
0: But they're two separate rules, no, right? Rule number
1: 1 is you don't talk about Fight Club. Rule number 2 is you
0: don't talk about you don't talk about Fight Club. Okay, yeah, but that's rule number 2. And Rule the, number 1 is you don't talk about Fight Club. Is you don't talk about Fight Club. Yes. Yeah. And that's not the same as rule number two. Rule number two is you don't talk about Fight Club. They're two different rules, Rex. They just happen to have the same message, you see. The point
1: is, is we can't talk about this scene. We need to move on.
0: Finally, we agree on something. (laughs) So
1: honestly, I would love to do the joke where we literally just don't talk about the scene. But there's a really good moment in this scene.
0: I was absolutely just about to break both rule one and two separately and simultaneously because angel goes incognito wearing a hoodie and uh he's got his face vamped out yep uh it doesn't really feel like his style i wouldn't recognize him like this if i were drew or darla same especially because he threw away his signature coat fucking asshole
1: you know what though Hmm. some random dude is gonna find that coat and it's gonna be his best damn day or he's gonna see that and he's gonna be like damn this is a sexy coat
0: yeah Mmm, this is one sexy sewer coat Yeah I mean, it's leather, it's washable You can clean it It's not leather Yeah, it is No is it leather? No, it's just, just like some sort of cloth Oh I mean, it's I thought it's, it was it's leather a, It's a long coat, but it's not leather I, mean, I think he has a leather coat I know, Maybe that is the leather one, I forget Who knows? Yeah Who it's fucking cares? It's gone forever now <laughs> Well, I'm sure he knows right where it is <laughs> He knows the sewers no, so
1: get a good a good moment here. Fight club, everyone fighting, in, enters Darla and Drusilla, and Darla introduces them, says, My name's Darla, and this is Drusilla. We're new in town, though some of you know us by reputation. And then one of the random dudes is like, I ain't never heard of you before. And then Drew rips off his ears.
0: Completely, literally... Rips them off. And then the best follow-up line steals them. Five-finger discount style.
1: Darla replies with, now you never will.
0: (laughs) Hey-oh. You know, I bet the most painful part was the irony. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Not the having his ears ripped off part.
1: Well, he doesn't know what she said.
0: (laughs) I mean, just because his lobes were ripped off doesn't mean his ear holes aren't still there.
1: Well... Yeah, he can still hear her technically, but I'm sure right now his ears are only filled with, ah, 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 my ears! That
0: is probably accurate.
1: I don't think I would have any clue what anyone was saying around me if that was the case.
0: Yeah. At the very least, you know, I'd be covering those gaping uh, bloody holes in my head if that happened to me.
1: Yeah, so anyway, Darla and
0: Drew are there looking for muscular slaves. Darla starts in on her recruitment speech. But Drew goes ahead and has one of her cuckoo visions and senses that Angel is watching Darla. Yeah. Right now! How
1: could that be? You know, Darla, I get that Drew is crazy. I get it. But you don't keep a psychic, mystic, sort of crazy vampire along as a sidekick
0: and then ignore her. Yeah, she's got the shin in- <laughs> you mean The Shining? Shut up, boy! Do you want to get sued? <laughs> yeah, God, that's a good poll. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you don't you don't shit on the Shinnon. I just actually
1: saw a clip from Simpsons just today, really? and that I hadn't seen in a long while, and it was it was also Willie. He was saying how brothers and sisters are, are supposed to be mortal enemies, like Englishmen and Scots, and Germans and Scots, and Irishmen and Scots, and Scots and other Scots. <laughs> Damn Scots
0: ruining Scotland. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I miss Willie. He was a fun character. He was. I miss the show in general, but... Nothing's been good since, like, season seven. Yeah. So whatever.
1: Anyway, yeah, Darla is like, Drew, stop talking about Angel. Don't bring up my
0: ex-boyfriend. You're making me really upset. Don't do that. Anyway, she's like, yeah, 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 shut up, Drew. By the way, everybody, here's my card. If you want to fuck some shit up, be there, and we'll kill all the losers together. It'll be a laugh.
1: I like how she only throws down one business card so they all had to pick it up and like look at the address and like pass it around.
0: Right? Just uh, one guy read it off and everybody else write it down. Yeah. (laughs) Or everybody has to fight over it. You have to fight just to be at the fight to audition to be one of her fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Also, her plan is to have a tournament,
1: but she wants more than one person. I assume she's going to do a fight to the death. I don't know. Like, that's only going to get you one one lackey.
0: It doesn't seem particularly well thought out to me. No, it really isn't. Yeah.
1: She's not a very good mastermind.
0: Cut to outside where Angel realizes he's in over his head. Yeah, he's not ready. He's still just too close to take on Darla. And it was then that I realized... That I'd left the oven on with a pizza in it. (laughs) It was going to smell like cheese and carbon in the whole hotel for days now. Also, my epiphany is telling me a couple hours before and after brunch probably wasn't enough to cope with centuries of being lost and abused. The montage has failed. Curses to the montage. Now I have to go find my coat. I can't brood properly without my coat. It's going to smell like the sewer and shit now. I'm so fucking broody.
1: Good way to fuel yourself there, Angel. Like, layer it on. You know, if you're worried that you're not going to be able to maintain this broody, throw your coat in the sewer.
0: That's correct.
1: Yeah, that's, that works out.
0: You can always <laughs> go back and get it. Yeah.
1: And then just be upset that it smells like shit and piss. Yeah,
0: we know there's about five less of vampires wandering the sewers now. Yeah. So
1: there's five less vampires to take your coat. Exactly. Cut over to the Gerba Thumpy Thump. Yes. Gerba Thump Thump. Where Lila enters Lindsay's office saying how she's not coping well with this fear of death. And hey, maybe we could stick together and you could tell me incriminating evidence and I can use that and we can run away.
0: Gosh, Lila, that's the best idea I've ever heard. Here, let me do that right into your microphone that's directly under your lapel here for me to grab conveniently as you try to kiss me. Yeah. That's about how that scene went.
1: I think she played it a
0: bit heavy-handed. Way too heavy-handed. So heavy-handed that it almost makes me think she was doing it bad on purpose because she's got some even more diabolical plan underneath it somehow. Like, it feels like that's
1: what it should be. She's
0: fucking better than this. She really is. Uh, Actually, I think this episode is just that poorly written.
1: Yeah, no. Nail. Head. Head,
0: Hammer. Bam. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she does... uh, We're not stupid. You don't magically go from ice queen to damsel in distress just because the cards are down. Yeah. I mean, she's done such an excellent job of dominating and demeaning Lindsay overtly and in subtle ways, which have effectively maintained their professional relationship, but then she tried to kiss him. I was like, come the fuck on. There was no bigger dead giveaway. How fucking desperate must she be in this moment? Yeah. Because, obviously, not even Lindsay fell for it. Right? How long have they fucking worked together? He knows what she's about. A couple of years at least. Yeah. Honestly, I thought she was going to try and stab him in the gut as soon as he got within arm's reach.
1: Honestly, that had been a really good way to do it. It sounded sure. like what she was leading up to. I mean, sure, it's not really their style. They're lawyers. They don't get their hands dirty. But desperate times, desperate measures.
0: Yeah. Shank bitch. There you go. Why not? That's the solution to the problem. Be the last one standing. Take your fate into your own hands. But no, she had to go for the old, Oh, Lindsay, you're so smart. You would know which files to steal to have leverage and we can just run away together. Yeah, because that's what Lindsay wants. Yeah. Anyway. For
1: fuck's sake, he had a chance to run and he didn't take it. He stayed by choice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She fucking knows this, actually. Hmm. Hmm? So,
0: there's still a place in this world for traditional research. Even a solitary soldier, such as myself, recognizes that a free exchange of intelligence benefits the
1: common struggle. Also, I brought in the mail and newspaper. Anyway, back to Caritas, where there's some drinking and blaming and drinking and blaming and arguing and fighting and drinking and blaming. Drinking, drinking, drinking,
0: drinking, 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 drink, fight. Hey! Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wes and Cordy and Gunn take turns blaming each other with flimsy shit for their situation. Cordy blames Wesley for being too negative. They blame Gunn for not being supportive of Angel's leadership. Gunn blames Cordy for not having enough visions to distract Angel from his obsession with Darla. They bicker and then smash cut to them all singing We Are the Champions.
1: There's one line from their bickering that is just excellent, purely out of context. Go on, and that is Wesley saying, "My ass is not pansy." Ah, yeah, <laughs> I, I did enjoy that. Yeah, because Gunn calls him a pansy ass. Keep and that's his response. My ass is not pansy.
0: Yeah, keep a flag on that for the for the quotes of the day because I really didn't write any down for this one. There was, it was another hard. one. There was another one you said earlier that I liked. The moo. Yeah. Yeah. It's between those two so far. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you for keeping track of those. But
1: yeah, they start singing. We are the
0: champions. Well, just before that, Lauren stopped by to be like, hey, oh, right, right. crazy kids, you want some more drinks? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's what they need, Lauren. You're a good host.
1: He knows what they're here for. To get <laughs> fucking blasted.
0: To get tanked. Fuck a rootle-roo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they sing
1: We Are the Champions and then cut to them back at the table. It's the
0: end of the night. The place is closing down. They are fucking wasted. Yeah, their heads are all hanging down on the table in a drunken stupor. Lauren comes over again. You'd but- think he would have talked to them a little more than this throughout the night. I
1: got another quote. Uh, this from Cordy. Cordy says, Vampires, sloth demons... You know what's really, really evil? Tequila.
0: (laughs) I agree. Yeah. Tequila is not a benevolent substance. No,
1: (laughs) it really isn't. Then enter Lorne. Lorne. And they're like, you, we sang. You're supposed to help us. Get with your fortune cookie.
0: Yeah, where's our free fortune-telling services, asshole? He's like, hey, Cordy, use my jacket as a pillow because you're about to have a hell of a vision. And... Vision. (laughs) It's a demon dragging a bleeding girl. And they all run off as if they're all sober now. (laughs) Right? Good luck, fuckers. To
1: be fair, Adrenaline can do some pretty fucking amazing shit.
0: Yeah, that's true, I guess. Cut to Angel... Who is here? Con- we get another montage. And continuing to have one montage after another. But this time he's gearing up with his strappy wrist stake shooter thingy, so that's cool. Like
1: I think the writers were like, guys, what's the Guinness World record for mo- most montages in an episode? Cause we're gonna beat it. <laughs>
0: And we're then and we're then gonna cue make, a montage. And then of we're them gonna make, the montage. We're gonna make a montage about that montage. Exactly. That's where the joke was. All right, you beat me to it.
1: But no, I mean, come on, it's a gearing up montage, and I love me some gearing up montage. Fucking a.
0: Ooh, it's good.
1: Oh, yes. I could do without all the rest of the montages, but this one.
0: Yeah, they weren't particularly yeah. good. They were just cheesy shit that didn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, that's fair, but. You know he he brings back he brings back the the surprise steak. I'm a fan of the surprise
0: steak. <laughs> what you got there? Oh, nothing. Surprise! <laughs> it's at stake. But, but what's, I can't eat that. But what's at stake here, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting punchy. We're oh, getting punchy. I am so tired. Cut uh, to an alleyway. Yeah, where the Scoobies find some blood yeah
1: and you know Wesley pulls out his rogue demon hunter skill set, yeah, where he trips into the wall and discovers some more blood. You know the fact that they didn't see that blood first off just shows how way too drunk for this thing they, they are, are still
0: <laughs> wasted. I don't care how much adrenaline's flowing through right you. like it it might give you a few minutes ten fifteen minutes tops of some lucidity. But you're still fucking shwaisted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, if only Angel were here. And Wesley's like, oh, fuck that. Angel walked away from his duty and we're not going to. Ha, I said duty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say that.
0: Hell. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, like you said, he starts to science the shit out of that alleyway. But, you know, first he accidentally puts his hand in some gick on the wall, prompting them to look up. And find where the blood trail leads. Which Which is up. Seemed pretty simple. Yeah. And it goes into an abandoned warehouse. It's always an abandoned warehouse.
1: God, why can't demons kill people in pleasant places?
0: Uh, because pleasant places are populated, probably? I mean, then there's
1: more people to kill.
0: Hey, that's a good point. Oh, well. It's not a pleasant place. It's a warehouse. So yeah. gets to climbing, motherfuckers. Cut to
1: somewhere else in L.A. where we see Drew and Darla leaving a bar. Uh huh. Darla's stressed out, and Drew is continues to badger Darla about Angel. And he will up stop a- coming. Then goes into a, a big fucking crazy tangent. Something about fire. And I wonder if, they're, if she's actually giving foreshadowing to a later episode. Uh, I think that would
0: be cool. Or, you know, a later oh, moment right, yeah. in You're this right. episode. You.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs>
1: I feel dumb now.
0: <laughs> I mean, it could be about
1: other episodes too. Why I not? suppose. But yeah, Darla doesn't care. She's just tired of Drew's crazy shit. And she stops listening to the fucking precognizant one. And then Darlux
0: is like, You know what? This episode doesn't fit the Bechdel test very well. Why does everything have to be about a man? And then she makes it all about a man. Yeah. And holy abandonment issues, Batman. Because she's all like, I don't miss my heartbeat, Drew. It was a symptom of a disease I've since been cured of. You know, in a perfect world, Angel would be here right now. Helping me burn this city to the ground. This is his job, but where is he? Probably flogging himself in a church somewhere. One of my quotes of the day, Drew says, "Ooh, flogging, ew, churches." <laughs> and I agree. I mean, I'm not not so much with the ooh flogging, but plenty with the ew churches. We do however know plenty of people who are with the ooh flogging. Yeah, aren't you one of them? No. Oh. No. Okay. I'll take your word for I don't it. like pain. I heard otherwise. Oh, yeah. I yeah like that's, pain. Okay, that's true. Anyway, Darla drones on. Perfect world this. Slaughtering the innocent that. Raining down destruction. Nothing left but ashes. Etc., etc. Dogs to and cats. Living, living together. together. <laughs> Cut to a gate behind which is many demons.
1: Yes. And we get a dramatic entrance of Angel into this warehouse,
0: and then it cuts away. Angel approaches Sedgate with a duffel bag full of whoop ass. <laughs> he came here to do two things. Have a montage and whoop some ass. And he's already had way too many montages and he's for all one out game. of montages.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he is though, because there's no more for the episode. So uh God. <laughs> Cut to a warehouse. The warehouse where the Krubies. The Krubies. Yes. Not the Scoobies. Yes, the Krubies. Enter and they get jumped by a demon. An evil demon! Evil?
0: It's but scaly and everything. But beyond that, a nice little garden path. But beyond that, evil! <laughs> <laughs> That's been a while. Yeah. Oh jeez. They almost get their
1: asses handed to them.
0: Almost. But Uh, then Wes just gets his shoulder chewed on a little bit. And then Gunn kills it with a stool. Really? With a stool? Yeah. Well, he
1: takes a stool, breaks the stool on the thing, and then takes part of the stool and stabs it in the head. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah. And they find the girl that was in Cordy's vision. And she's fine. Well, she's bleeding a bit, but, you know, she's alive. She seems pretty lucid, and they decide to take her to the hospital. Yeah. And they won. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing that happened.
1: As they all should be, they are all literally surprised that they're alive right now and they won.
0: Wesley's a little worried about passing out from his shoulder gash. I'd be more worried about it getting infected, frankly, since it was a bite. Right. Or turning him into one of those kinds of demons. You know, there seem to be a lot of things that that's how they make more of their own kind is they bite things and don't kill them. For instance, werewolves, vampires. I could go on. It's Actually, like no, I a couldn't. Theme in
1: in mythology,
0: I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Bite things and they turn into you. <laughs> That's the theme.
1: So what you eat is what you are. That's how you make children. It's like you are what you eat, but it's backwards. It's what you eat is what you are.
0: I'm way too tired to process that. <laughs> this is too much information. All right, all right, all right. On to the warehouse again. Yeah. Oh, the other warehouse. Yeah. There's two warehouses. This is like a garage, I guess. So, uh, where the Demon Recruiting Location Warehouse. Yes.
1: Where Drew and Darla are walking up, and they're doing some chatting about Wolfram and Hart and Angel, and and Drew really likes the feel of the place. It's got good mojo. She wants or, to, sorry,
0: evil mojo. She wants to buy it, but there's that pesky little thing. Money. Yeah. You know who has money? Not us. Lindsay and yeah. Wolfram and Hart. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Drew uses this uh, segue to talk about how much she likes Lila because she's wicked and she's not wrong.
1: No, she's not. She's
0: Darla not postulates wrong. that even Lindsay and Lila don't know Wolfram and Hart's true plans for Angel. Handy that they squeezed that in there.
1: Hinting that Darla, in fact, does. Hmm. And then we get a good, I good. I love this little line from Drew. Mostly the delivery on it. But she says, right, they're standing at the door, they're about to open it, and she says, Ten little soldiers, all in a line. A shot
0: rings out, down to nine. Nope, nothing creepy about that. Yeah. It just seems to go right over Darla's head. And she's like, oh, you silly bitch, always saying things that have thinly veiled meanings that always come true moments later, except for this time, of course. Yes. Yeah, it won't come true this time, I'm sure of it. And they walk in, and the floor is just littered with dead demons. Yeah. I had a quote of the day here. Drew says, dead already. (laughs) Bad soldiers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I did almost write that down. Yeah. Oh, it was good. And then they see Angel in the shadows,
0: brutally,
1: dramatically
0: smoking. Smoking? He's gone bad, you see. Damn it, Angel. I knew you were broody, but this is just... Beyond the pale, You're setting up yourself as a bad influence. You're supporting
1: big tobacco now?
0: <laughs> <sighs> Honestly, if I were a vampire, I would be smoking constantly. It's not going to hurt him. I would never stop. Exactly. Exactly. If they could make a safe cigarette, an actual safe cigarette, I'd take it back up in a heartbeat. Even though it's expensive. Probably shouldn't because it's expensive. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Darla turns on the charm because, obviously, it's Angel and she can control him with her vice grip on his stupid emotional man balls. And then he throws a cigarette at some gasoline. Angel's had one too many montages this episode, and god damn it, Darla, don't you see how super duper super saiyan next level fucking broody I am? Whoosh. (laughs) Well, if you can't see it, then I'm just going to put the cigarette out on the floor. Oh, there's a trail of oil there. My bad. Oh, no. You're standing in gasoline. And almost as if it were premeditated arson slash murder, the ladies burst into flames due to Angel's moment of sheer self-indulgent utter disregard for people's well-being. Yeah. They run to a fire hydrant. They... Open the fire hydrant like you do. They hydrate that fire. (laughs) Yeah. And Darla questions the identity of that man. That wasn't Angel. Wasn't Angelus either. Who was that? (laughs) Hmm. I couldn't control him with my feminine wiles by twisting his proverbial balls. And he wasn't a world-destroying monster. The love of my life, you know the one. Lame. I don't like that. I feel burned, and crispy. <laughs> Much like a frozen pizza left in the oven for too long. Now I'm going to smell like cheesy carbon for days. I have a question. I.
1: Did Angel. I have a
0: poor answer.
1: Did Angel succeed in just causing them immense pain with the fire, or did he fail at killing them?
0: Why not both? Why not?
1: You'd think he'd have noticed there was a fire hydrant right outside the door, right?
0: He's clearly not thinking things through too hard this episode.
1: Man. I guess that's what too many montages does.
0: I gotta go with failed. It felt much more like failed.
1: Because he sets them on fire and then walks away. I just imagine for like a day or two, he thinks they're
0: dead. Quite possibly. Yeah. He could have easily, you know, followed them. Yeah. And attempted to finish the job, but he didn't. So, yeah, yeah, it's anybody's guess. A lot of poor
1: decisions going on in
0: this episode. (laughs) A lot of them, indeed. All
1: of them. Absolutely all of them by Angel himself. Like
0: like writing it. That was a poor decision (laughs) for this episode. (laughs) It really was. I'm with Wolfram and Hart.
1: Everybody should have a lawyer like this.
0: Mr. Winters shall never be convicted of any crime. Ever. Should you continue to harass our client, you'll be forced to bring in the light of day. I want that stricken from the record. A place I'm told that's not all that
1: healthy for you.
0: Let's cut over to the Dog of Sheep Snort Snort. Yes. Where Lila
1: and Lindsay, very mopily I might add, enter a meeting. I actually looked up who this guy was. We'll, we will apparently see him again later. His name is Hunt Acree. Oh boy. He's an executive of Wolverine Hart, And he... Makes it a point to tell them that they're both dumbasses, they both do shitty jobs, they've both fucked up left and right, so, hey, even though you're not remotely qualified for this job, we've decided to give you guys co-vice-president seats of special projects. What a twist! We think you both suck, but because you hate each other, you'll suck less.
0: Yeah. That's
1: Logical.
0: We'd rather hire internally than make it available to the public.
1: Well, that's just inaccurate to every business I've ever worked for.
0: <laughs> that sounded like sarcasm, Rex. A bit. Okay, just checking. Just a bit. Just making sure. <laughs> yep, they definitely seem to really enjoy the performance enhancing effect of both of them thinking that one of them is about to be axed, literally, yeah. at any given point in time. Yeah, corporate logic. Hurrah. Cut to Angel's badonkadonk. Yes. Wes comes halfway down the stairs on his high horse, not having a clue what Angel's been doing or going through, as Angel is brutally throwing some throwing knives at a dartboard. Yep, like you do. And Wesley says, I thought you might like to know that we're keeping the agency open with or without you. You may have turned your back on your mission, but we haven't. Someone has to fight the good fight. And Angel, of course, has a voiceover for this. Yes.
1: He does have a slight moment of doubt. We see through the uh, symbolism of him throwing a knife and then missing the bullseye. And then he pauses. And then he goes back into full-on voiceover Angel and throws the, the last one.
0: Let them fight the good fight. Someone has to fight the war. Bullseye. Gerarg. Gerarg.
1: Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Give give, give me more. Nights I shall walk in
0: Hold on. You've got something in your eye.
1: I'm going to call this angel voiceover angel from now on. I
0: don't think he said a real line the whole episode.
1: I think he talked to Merle. Oh Mar- shit, you're Marl, you're right. or whatever the fuck that dude's name is. Merle,
0: I think that was the only person he talked to.
1: I really wish they hadn't had him say a word there. I think it would I, I that would have at least been entertaining. Yeah. Like, no, th- this Angel, whoever he is, because it's not Angel, it's not Angelus, he's someone else. He maybe he's so Angel and jealous. So he's us. He's Owis. He's Owis. There you go. This is Ois. It's the Second half in, of Angelus. Okay, because he's not angel, he's not Angelus. He's just the
0: the rest of it. You lost me. She should explain it a little harder. <sighs> so speaking of not saying anything throughout an entire production, if y'all haven't seen Nicolas Cage in <laughs> Willy's Wonderland, right? You should get on it.
1: I just actually rewatched that because that's a um, neat movie. I just re-watched that with my partner because they hadn't seen it. Mm. And oh Caitlin loved it. Yeah. They loved it. It's it's funny. It was it was just as good the second
0: watch through. Awesome. It was just as good. It's it's not I don't it is supposed to be funny. It's funny in an Ash versus the Evil Dead kind of way.
1: Yeah. It it's very tongue in cheek. Taking itself as exactly serious as it needs to. Yes. And all all the humor is is just fucking exactly spot on. Mm-hmm. It's fucking perfect. And the absolute best part is Nick Cage manages to be his most cageyest without saying a fucking word.
0: Yep. It's so good. It's the opposite. Of what this episode of Angel was yes. and should have been. Yes. Or what it was trying to be, anyway. Because, How would you feel about this episode, Josh? Well, Rex, let me tell you how I felt about this episode. I don't think I liked it very much. I don't feel like we've made a whole lot of progress. Remember last really? episode when we were celebrating how we finally ended this plot line Because Holland is dead now, and okay, Angel can finally stop obsessing over Darla, and it can stop all being about him hunting down Darla. Maybe we can move on. I don't think we really did that very well.
1: Uh, No. I think we did
0: the exact opposite of that. See, I don't even know what he means when he says someone's got to fight the war. I assume angel means the war against Wolfram and Hart, but he's only fighting Darla and drew who are yeah. their agents of chaos. Yeah. They need to go down, but like, they're not really war scale entities, even though they're kind of sort of in cahoots with Wolfram and Hart. It doesn't really count. Uh, yeah. is, is it a war in his heart or some shit? His his personal war of struggling with being a, a cursed Nightwalker who doesn't fit in either above or below. I don't know. I, I think this is a sign that the writers still had no clue what they were doing with the show at this point.
1: No, I completely fucking agree that they have no clue what the fuck they're doing. I mean, first off, he's obviously not fighting against Wolfram and Hart. He's attacking and hunting down Drew and Darla but he's not killing them either because yeah. Okay. The fire thing was cool and fucking dramatic, but like he didn't set it up to definitely work. Like the fucker can lay out a dozen goddamn demons and walk away fine. Yet he half asses the plan of setting them on fire. Doesn't finish them off. Like what the fuck? What is, what is his goddamn point? What war? What war? If you're fighting a war, you're dumb and you're losing.
0: Yeah, and you're alienating your closest strongest allies in like the process. I,
1: like I said in the fucking trailer that I that I made, <laughs> I'm too weak to do this. I'm I'm not strong. Then why'd you get rid of your help? Uh-huh. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, oh, he he's gone a little bad cuz he let the vampires eat some fucking lawyers. Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck?
0: Yeah. It it seems very forced. We just need an excuse to take Angel off the rails because that seems to be how he is at his most interesting. We're halfway through this season of
1: Angel, and all I can fucking think is, have we even had a good fucking episode? Uh, Like, have we? Because it's been a while. I don't know, my
0: memory is shot right now. It has
1: been way too long since I feel like we've had a good
0: episode yeah all the good episodes have been on Buffy yeah that's why I feel like we have had good episodes just maybe not of Angel I'd have to go back <laughs> read some notes listen to an episode rewatch some episodes and I'm just not gonna do that yeah but I definitely just, the oh. the last few have been getting redundant i was happy that they brought back darla i was happy they brought back drusilla it's great to have drew and darla fucking some shit up and maybe you could argue that the theme of this episode in particular is everyone is lost and directionless and everyone's feeling abandoned or something yeah but something about it just doesn't click and uh, yeah That's how I felt about this episode. It just didn't click.
1: You know what I think it is that is not clicking for me? Huh. Last season, the, like, feeling it left us with in the last season and the feeling it came into this season with was that they were a family. They were fighting together. They were warriors in this battle, side by side, and they were fucking there for each other. And then, you know... Darla comes along and, oh, everything's fucked. Angel's back to being an asshole again. What the fuck?
0: We're supposed to have character growth. There was none in this episode. None? Zero. It, it felt like Angel was on this weird fucking nonsensical journey where he made no progress Yep. Uh, he thought he made lots of progress in a very short amount of time, and then realized he didn't make any progress in a very short amount of time, and then failed at being super broody man. Yep. And Wes and Cordy and Gun all felt like a C story when there was no B story, right? Uh, except there was there was a D story though, and that was drew and darla and then the e story was <laughs> lila and Lindsay. yeah there there was <laughs> the it was such such a shoddy plot line on this episode and i'm hoping they bring it back together i know they do at some point they, they, find, they have to they find direction at some point we have i we remember have really like
1: seasons i
0: remember really liking the show and and I doubt that that's going to change, but boy, is it sure taking a while to kick in.
1: Right. Like, yeah, there were some rough episodes in the first season, but fuck.
0: Right. Yeah. This has
1: just been a long fucking
0: slog. I, I thought there was a point at, towards the end of the first season where we were we were like, hey, I feel like they know what they're doing with the show now. Yeah. And it feels like they lost it again. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They, I can't no, even they, they
0: definitely did. I can't even remember what that was about when I they found it. I'm just, I'm so,
1: so outrageously burnt out on these fucking Darla episodes that I can't even remember the good show.
0: Yeah, seriously. <sighs> anyway, enough of that. What's, yeah, yeah. what's your quote of the day?
1: There's not a whole hell of a lot to choose from. I guess I'm going to go with Wesley saying that his ass is not a pan is not pansy. Very nice. Yeah. My ass is not pansy. <laughs> I just, just not purely out of context. I, I just like that. But also like his delivery of that was so serious. The whole tone was everyone was bickering and everything. And then gun says that. And he like, looks seriously at gun. He's like, my ass is
0: not pansy. <laughs>
1: you have heard my feelings. It was, it was a
0: good moment. I'm going to have to go with Drusilla, Moo. (laughs) The most evil of moos. The evilest damn moo that ever mooed. (laughs) Okay. Honorary second is Drew saying, dead already. Yeah. Bad soldiers. (laughs) That
1: right there feels to me like how... If I set something down and I don't like I don't want it to fall over or something, I tell it to stay, like even inanimate objects, just set it down stay
0: and it falls over bad inanimate objects, <laughs> yeah good times, good times, great oldies. All right, everybody. This has been another episode of Ale with Angel. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Beer with Buffy. Like us on Facebook. Come on over to www.beerwithbuffy.com. You can shop for stuff. You can find all of our episodes on there. Uh, it, there's there's some links for other stuff probably. And mainly go to our go to our shopping mall and buy yes. some stuff. We have hoods and stickers and. Uh, hoodies yeah we don't have hoods no hoods zero hoods we go to our store we have black
1: bags for you to kidnap people that is correct (laughs) handcuffs Beer with Buffy themed handcuffs because we don't kink shame here at Beer with Buffy. All the stuff that you're too embarrassed to buy
0: at the store or afraid that you're going to get flagged for, we've got it. But it does, in fact, have our logo on it. So you're going to have to deal with that.
1: And you'll also have to deal with the fact that we will post a very big picture of your kinky shit on the package.
0: So if you don't want a dildo that says Beer with Buffy on it, you can just give us your money instead. (laughs) All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash beer with Buffy and buy our cat naming perk. If you don't have a cat to name, that's fine. Make one up. We won't know. Excellent segue. <laughs> uh, one of the other best things you can do to help us out is review us on iTunes. Yeah. Guess what? It'll enter you in a drawing to get a free dildo with our logo on it. <laughs> Did I say dildo? Because I meant Hoodie. <laughs> Give us five stars, (laughs) please. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or concerns uh, about the questionable content of Beer with Buffy, you can email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. We'll probably agree with you. You can also tell us off on a voicemail at 269-743-0783. Or even just text us some extra questionable shit. I hope it's not a link because I'm not gonna click it. <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Don't click questionable links in your email. Don't
0: click the the cloaca or the kawaka, the the bird butt. You know, fucking doodle doo. <laughs> Come on, all you doodle doos, you know what I'm talking about. All right. Extra special shout out to JJ Treadway for all our opening, closing, and transitional music. This has been a clusterfuck of an episode of <laughs> Ail with Angel. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And, uh, yeah. We're not sorry. <laughs> Best outro ever. You are the slayer life, it?
1: <laughs> I make allowances for your years, but I expect a certain amount of responsibility, and instead of which you
0: enslave yourself to this, this cult. You don't like the color? <laughs> You have a sacred birthright. You were chosen to destroy vampires, not
1: to wave pom-poms at people. Why can't you people just leave me alone? You are the slayer. Go ahead. I'm
0: a watcher. I I haven't the skill. Oh come on! By appealing by appealing to your common sense. Common sense. Common sense. sense.
1: That's it was a bit, um, British, wasn't it? We. Wait, what have we done? Wh- why are we watching this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>